they've got disclaimers for major weather phenomenon like hurricanes. There's a hurricane coming. Can you guys uh, take care of that for me? I just drive in and see uh, that hurricane with a little extra noise, <laughs> so it peters out. Let's yeah, let's uh, let's get that hurricane maxing out when it's in the middle of the ocean so that it dies by the time it gets to land. Yeah, why don't they do that to all the hurricanes? How much is the hurricane package? <laughs> <laughs> Episode 480. It's a podcast. I'm Mike. And it's up. Welcome back, Lisa. I appreciate it. How are you doing? I am well. How are you? Good. I am sitting here accompanied by Pusheen Mermaid. Plushy Mermaid. She is pushing cat. She has mutated into a mermaid. <laughs> Wait, what? It's a cat and a mermaid. Yes, a it... kermaid. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? 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 What was its name? I haven't actually come up with a name for it yet. Maybe. Um, maybe we need to have the viewers come up with a name for the listeners. I should say. Is that an anime character? Or some kind of cartoon I, character? No, I, I literally just went on to Amazon and looked up Pushing Cat and this mermaid cat came up and it was adorable. So <laughs> I think uh, I think we need to have people name it because I have no idea. I'm at a complete loss. Yeah, I don't know either. It's going to be accompanied soon by my plushy cow. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't found one yet, huh? <laughs> I always forget. I need to have that. It's my. It's going to be my inspiration to keep me company while I'm recording with you from now on. <laughs> there will be my fleshy tornado cow. Hopefully with, without a stain on it. <laughs> like the one we did find on eBay. Oh, small, God. Small stain. <laughs> what kind of stain? <laughs> I think that matters. Yeah. <laughs> that determines whether it's a deal or not. It's stainless cow. <laughs> yeah that's oh, right man. it's uh it's may as we're recording this but it's june when this posts i think i don't know it's memorial day weekend we're technically in the future right now <laughs> <laughs> so still technically tornado season oh yeah yeah absolutely and they've been running rampant throughout the south it seems yeah you were just uh sharing something with me somebody got a picture of a tornado in texas that looks exactly like the, the 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 movie poster from twister like it's the same dark tornado with a yellow sky in the background yeah the the slant is off a little bit but it looks exactly the colors are identical yeah <laughs> <laughs> we need to superimpose uh uh bill and why am i blanking on her name now i'm a terrible Yes, <laughs> to uh, superimpose them on there oh, in wait. a variety of different poses. Yeah, There's yeah, Bill, Bill, that. Bill, and Helen. Uh, what were their character no, names? Helen's, Helen's her real name. 
What was Bill? His, wait, Bill Paxton. That's his name, right? Yeah, but I thought. Was his name Bill in the movie too? I think so. Yeah, I, I never like, noticed that. Craziest son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he was butt naked. <laughs> Walked up to the twister and he chucked the bottle and it never hit the ground. Let's see. Oh, yeah, it is. Helen Hunt as Dr. Joanne Joe Harding and Bill Paxton oh. as Dr. William Bill the Extreme Harding. <laughs> I, I never noticed that before. Oh, Tom Hanks was the original choice for the role, but had to drop out as it wasn't his character. What? Doesn't make any sense. I can see him doing it, though. Like, he'd be good, but Bill, Bill Paxton was perfect for it. Oh, yeah. And their chemistry on there was so good. Like, the entire cast was fabulous. Harry Elways was awesome, and I hated him with a passion. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he got his just desserts. Well, he d- he did a good job making yeah. us all hate him because we were supposed to. Then he fell victim to the suck zone. <laughs> <laughs> and he did he didn't listen. He didn't listen to Bill. Mm-hmm. To Bill Bill. <laughs> Bill Square. a good movie i i watch it every single summer sometimes multiple times i don't know why i love it so much but i was sad because i know that they i don't know if they still have it um one of the universal studios i think had um had like an attraction where you go and you sit in an auditorium and they have this like fake twister that happens including like all of the signs falling and stuff from the uh, the drive-in movie theater it's like that sounds like a lot of fun. It closed in 2015. Ah, missed it. Now I'm curious what they replaced it with. They go hit uh, hit Universal Studios again. It replaced Ghostbusters Spooktacular, but it doesn't say. Oh, okay. This is weird. <laughs> it was replaced by something called. Race Through New York, starring Jimmy Fallon. I have no idea what that is. New York. A 3D motion simulator. Bring back Twister. Based on The Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon. What? Why would you want to... How is that <laughs> something that anyone would want to do or make a ride out of? Yeah, that seems strange. Dear Universal, bring back Twister. We miss our flying cows. <laughs> All right. Is it uh, time for news? You want to talk news? What's going on in the world? Let's see. We have a new celebrity death theme this week. Uh oh. We, we lost a lot of people. Um,. Andy Fletcher from Depeche Mode died at 60 of natural causes. 60 natural causes. I think we're just calling everything natural causes now. Yeah. Also, Alan White from Yes has died at 72. So now the band in heaven has a new keyboardist and a new drummer. (laughs) Um, And they're up there with, uh, uh, with David Bowie. 
Yeah. Holding yeah. <laughs> a big old concert. And Prince. <laughs> well, really, once Prince died, they didn't need anybody else to, to die to join, <laughs> to join that band, right? Um, that is. Although Bowie is a nice addition. <laughs> now, this, this one says that he died of a... Of a uh, I found one article that said... Uh, shocking cause of death and you clicked in there and it said he died after a brief illness like oh okay that's not shocking but thank you for making me click on you that's crazy and, oh the big one Ray Liotta of course yeah that was sad we're going to be watching Goodfellas tonight that uh, natural causes that was also natural causes at 67 I guess anything any death after 60 that's not like a car accident or a human made is natural causes <laughs> i guess and then uh i was like oh yeah it's 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 perfect because it happened in in threes right they always yeah. happen in threes but no somebody else died colin cantwell you know who he is <laughs> he uh came up with a lot of the original designs for spacecraft in star wars that were then yeah brought to reality by other people yeah it's fascinating to see um you know all the people for the behind the scenes stuff that you know make a movie you know you stay you stay for these credits because you know everybody like during the marvel movies now stays for the credits because there are after credits yep but you go through and you see just how many people make these and then you understand why they have the budgets that they do Mm -hmm. because there's like you know 85, I don't know, animators and your 3D guys. and Well, the spe- yeah, the special effects credits now are, they take up the entire screen. There's, you know, like half or a dozen or so names at the top of like the managers. And then there's yeah. this big block that takes up the rest of the screen. That's like 200 names. And that's all the other people that worked on it. And not oh, only gosh. that, there's mul- they use multiple companies now. Like any yeah. given movie has at least half a dozen different companies doing special effects, and they all have that big page like that or two. Absolutely, yeah. I'd be curious to watch original Star Wars and like kind of gauge the block of uh, of credits in the aftermath, and then watch the new Star Wars and see how much it's grown yeah. since <laughs> the 70s when the original one came out because it still had a lot of people. Uh, I'm working on that. They had uh, what's uh, what's his special effects company again? Industrial Light and Magic. Yep, that's it. I swear they they uh, maybe not Star Wars, but older movies. I, I'm I'm convinced they didn't put everybody's name in the credits <laughs> like we do now. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like yeah, I worked on this film. Your friends are like no, I don't no, see you your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't important enough to get my name in the credits, but I did work on it. Sure, you did. Yeah. <laughs> How many of those conversations happened? That's terrible. Okay, here we go. He, uh, based on George Lucas's directions, he created the original designs and concept models for the X-Wing fighter, the Y-Wing, the TIE fighter, the Star Destroyer, the Death Star, the Tantive Four, which was originally intended to be the Millennium Falcon, the land speeder and the sand crawler. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's like pretty integral to the movies. Yeah. He was 90. 
Wow. He's the only one allowed to die from natural causes out of this bunch. And at least didn't get hit by a blaster from, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Stormtrooper. Or got got crushed by a large model of a spacecraft. Yeah. That doesn't say, it just says he died. Hazard pay. (laughs) How did he die? He got crushed by an (laughs) (laughs) X-Wing. Harrison Ford got his leg broke by the the Millennium Falcon. Oh, no. Like, part of it fell on him (laughs) when they were filming Force Awakens. That's. Yeah, that's that's definitely warranting some hazard pay, but I'm sure he got paid well enough. <laughs> I'm sure he got paid all too well. Yeah. And I'm sure they have mega insurance. Have you uh have you watched the Obi-Wan show yet that not. premiered not yet. a couple of days oh. ago? Good. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's um I don't know. Right now, there there's only two of the six episodes online to watch. Um, there will be a third, yeah, as of this episode posting. But um, based on those two, um, I'm thinking they really could have compressed this into a one two hour movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> but I've only seen the first third of it, so. Yeah. No, we finished. Um, we finished Mandalorian, and then there was another one after that. I'm trying to remember what it was. Though. The Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Which was like kind of like Mandalorian Junior. Yes. <laughs> People were upset that Mando was in there. Really? And yeah. Yeah. I heard a lot of people complaining. They're like, "This isn't the Mandalorian. He shouldn't be in here." And I'm like, "He's still part of the story. Like, what's the problem here?" And there was, you know, a whole episode that had a lot of young Luke Skywalker in it too. Which, Absolutely. I love that. They're getting they're getting better at it. It was still not quite not quite there, but it was better than the first time we saw him in yeah. the first season of Mandalorian. Yeah, it was it, they were all really good. I'm curious if they're going to come out with any more movies though. I don't know. I think they're doing the TV thing now. Yeah. I don't understand like- why. I mean, just because one film doesn't do so well. Yeah. Not because there was anything wrong with the movie itself, but because it had all this bad press around the production. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why would you not? Well, I guess uh, I guess they can keep coming up with these longer episodes. And I don't know, maybe. Uh, well, I mean, they're only selling it on. It's only on Disney Plus, though, right? Right. So can't imagine that they're making as much. Off subscriptions? Off. No, I know. Uh, huh. I mean, I get it like during the pandemic when people weren't going to the theater right but then they then they figured out how to charge people a bunch of money to watch a movie (laughs) on their tv at home (laughs) so you know as far as i'm concerned that's all ironed out and we should have movies now (laughs) and you have like the franchise merchandise or or as mel brooks would say merchandising still not the same as you know as what they would rack up making a movie no and I, marvel I, still I, does it yeah yeah that oh, doesn't God. make any sense to me so many movies get the thirty thousand box set <laughs> the marvel <laughs> box set. yeah just a wall of marvel movies <laughs> not that anybody buys dvds anymore 
I'll buy the to... I'll buy the Blu-ray if it comes with the code for the digital It'll, version, yeah. and then I can have both. Yeah, I don't even. I don't think. Yeah, we don't even own it. Uh, we have a DVD player someplace, kind of way, but like we just we either watch it on Hulu or Netflix or on demand or Peacock or yeah, let's see, Disney Plus. We got way too many subscriptions. We bought a Sony Blu-ray player way back mm-hmm. several years ago because the the TV we have isn't a smart TV, and the Blu-ray player had the smart feature in it yeah to where you could you, you could stream or See, connect to your have... platforms through the blu-ray player it's a really good idea i didn't even know they had those well i think they're kind of antiquated now with all of the little streaming boxes and thumb drives and stuff that that are out like we've moved on to the apple tv and, but i still have the blu-ray player <laughs> still plays blu-rays we just watched the uh the first episode or the second episode actually of uh, Stranger Things last night oh. and were amused by seeing like family video back in the day. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, do they even have video stores now? They have Redbox still, but I don't even know if they have any video stores. I don't left. think so. I mean, maybe I think Atlanta has a very famous video store that still exists. That's in like okay. one of, one of the hipster neighborhoods yeah. in town. That's kind of like an institution locally. So yeah. people still go there be- just just because it's that store, not because of <laughs> they want to rent a video, a physical video. But yeah, red the yeah, there's Redbox. And we've done yeah. we've done Redbox. We haven't done it recently, but at you know, maybe three, four years ago we were still getting Redbox yeah. discs. My how times have changed. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Oh, speaking of uh, spacecraft, did you hear about uh, this news about NASA? No. Uh-uh. NASA has officially confirmed it is joining the search for UFOs. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> After decades of, of denying and erasing tapes from missions and turning cameras off on the space shuttle when weird stuff appeared in the corner of the frame over and over and over again. I guess they're not going to do that anymore. Oh, they're actually going to like try to reach out. I honestly, given where we are right now, I think all the UFOs need to get a restraining order against us. Just stay away from Earth. You don't want to mess. You don't want to mess around. It's not worth it. Well, if you watch the History Channel, they've been here for millennia. Yeah. <laughs> we may even be them. like there's a reason they haven't come down here they're like nope 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 keep your distance (laughs) you're weird do you watch that ancient aliens show at all i have not seen that that's uh that one's hit or miss they uh every you know sometimes there's there's a really good episode and other times it's just they take the same the same topics and the same footage and kind of recut it in a different order they get into a completely separate incident. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, they do a lot of, you know, they, they're they themed, right? So it's like, uh, let's think of something, you know, um, UFOs in the Bible, right? And then they'll show you all of this stuff talking about how, oh, well, you know, if you, 
look at the original translation, not the, you know, the King James version or whatever, but if you go back and re-translate it from the original Hebrew, it means this, not that. And so what we're really talking about is not God appearing in the sky. It's, it's a craft <laughs> that t- took them up and took them to space, you know, if you look at it through that lens. And then so they'll just, but then they'll, they'll repeat those stories throughout multiple other episodes they'll retell you that story and they just cut the the stuff together differently you ever watched the movie fire in the sky yes oh my god that that film is that's, terrifying yeah that's uh that's the horror movie of alien abduction <laughs> absolutely yeah that i mean he was amazing in that movie but my god like the whole eyeball thing and it's oh, just like, oh. yeah uh-uh. no we, we don't need to see eyeball things happen. actually happening. had somebody here so we have um the orange sodium lights up on the top of the hills in some places over here in still in california i thought everything was led now no yeah we still have <laughs> uh, the old orange sodium lights and uh, of course we have the marine layer even 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 the street lights here got changed out a few years oh, ago yeah. <laughs> no no <laughs> we're, we're apparently far behind the times but uh so i had somebody tell me that they that there were ufos that they would regularly see over over our area and i was like no there are lights on the top of the hills you realize that they're like sometimes they disappear you know like that's because there's the marine light <laughs> it rolls in and it is a thick 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 fog to the point <laughs> where i sometimes i have missed my building because it was so thick so wow I'm like oh it's alien but it's like, oh my god. Well, that's plausible though, because there's you're by an Air Force base, right? So they would yeah. be they'd be hanging out, checking out what's going on at the Air Force Base. Right. <laughs> there you go. Good times. Well, Space Force Base now. Oh, is it? We leveled up. <laughs> nice. I think you told me about that before. The force be with you. Is that the one where uh where Steve Carell works? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> watched a couple of episodes of that and it was hilarious yeah it's a little it's a little slow going that first season but once it 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 finds its groove and then then it's it's pretty good from there on yeah i need to get back to watching that just for the very reason of being (laughs) a space force space (laughs) just so we can make fun of ourselves we were watching the the second season of that somewhat recently and allison (laughs) Every time we watch it, Allison goes, I can't believe they got John Malkovich to do this. <laughs> but he's hilarious. I feel like he takes himself less seriously than he mm-hmm. used to. Maybe you that's know, it. There were atrocities like being John Malkovich. God. Not a good movie. You didn't like being John Malkovich? No. Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Like, I love him because he has done a lot of work in Chicago um, with, like, Steppenwolf and that, but, nah, not, not a, not a huge fan of that movie. No. So, seeing him in something comedic is, is uh, far better, because, you know, some of these actors take themselves way too seriously. Like, uh, Jared Alito. Did apparently some really creepy stuff out of character, like to try to get into character, 
was sending weird things to like the cast members and stuff. And I'm like, why? Like, why do you have to be creepy? Just harness your mad, mad acting skills and leave it at the door. <laughs> Is it like extra method acting? Yeah, he was like sending people like condoms and stuff in the mail and just being real weird. Just... What movie was that for? It was for the Joker, oh. apparently. He did a bunch of weird stuff and people were getting pretty frustrated with him. But, you know, get these method actors that are, they go a little too far sometimes. Let's see. What else do we have? Space. Speaking of space, we have space news. Oh. Scientists. Science. Have successfully grown plants in moon soil for the first time. Good. Here on Earth. And that's kind of awesome. (laughs) Soil. So in, case, in case you were wondering what they were doing with all that m- moon dirt and rocks that they brought back 50, 60 years ago, <laughs> they're just now getting around to doing something with it, apparently. But if somebody decided to plant, plant their little Venus flytrap and give it to their kid. Like, no, this is, this is a, a team of scientists at the University of Florida using soil gathered during Apollo 11, 12, and 17. God, that was a long time. But what about the, what about the dirt from Apollo 13? Where'd that dirt go? <laughs> oh, wait. Somewhere. Uh, the researchers used thimble-sized wells in plastic plates to produce their tiny lunar garden. So these are tiny, tiny, tiny little plants. What are they, though? I'm curious what they grew. Uh, oh, here it is. Arabidopsis. Whoa, what? Arabid, <laughs> Arabidopsis. Yeah. <laughs> We're planting rabid plants, people. <laughs> A Arabidopsis. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> that's, that's one of those Arabidopsis plants, isn't it? Why, yes, it is. They're small but deadly. <laughs> Let's see. They use that because... Uh, its genetic code has been fully mapped, so they can tell what what changes happen growing in moon soil versus Earth soil. Let's see. I'm curious how that goes. I mean, I don't know that I see us harvesting moon soil. <laughs> that's that's a pretty expensive trip to get some dirt. Well, I think this but... is this is in case you know we ever have have a uh, a base on the moon they can just they don't have to ship dirt up there they can just go outside and grab some oh your base are belong to us (laughs) (laughs) moon plants (laughs) let's see plants in lunar soils were smaller and grew more slowly and had a wider range of sizes than their terrestrial counterparts wider range of sizes yeah it says, at the genetic level, the plants were pulling out the tools typically used to cope with stressors, such as salt and metals or oxidative stress. So yeah. we can infer that the plants perceive the lunar soil environment as stressful. <laughs> like, you don't think. <laughs> planted in an interstellar dirt. Things going to be like, whoa, whoa, where am I? The dirt. Trans- yeah, the, the moon dirt that has plenty of minerals, but no, nothing organic whatsoever 
like you have taken this poor little plant into foreign territory, what do you think is going to happen? It'd be interesting, though. Like, is that going to be the next expedition to the moon? Try to <laughs> plant a plant a little greenhouse there or something. Gets plenty of sunlight. <laughs> well, on one side of the moon, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for you know, maybe only half the month. Yeah. Did you get to see that blood moon at all where you were? The stupid marine layer rolls in all the time, and so it's super foggy. We had uh, we had clouds that night. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, it was weird because I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna do anything because it was gonna peak at like midnight or something on a Sunday night. I'm like, of course, yeah. it couldn't be a Saturday night or Friday night. It has to be a Sunday night. And then I just randomly woke up at twelve oh four, like by myself for no reason. The moon was beckoning you. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll go, I'll, I'll go look out the window. And I couldn't see it. And I'm like, wait, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it turns out it was cloudy. I'm like, oh, that's why I can't see stars either. Okay. You need one of those uh, airplanes that clear the clouds. Apparently that's a thing that you can hire for weddings where they have some sort of airplane where you can like clear the weather. And I was like, wait, what? How much does that cost? <laughs> Real expensive. <laughs> Real, real expensive. Is that like for Hollywood weddings and super Very, rich well, people? I mean, probably not for Hollywood weddings because we don't really have much in the way of rain here. Hollywood uh, weddings that are, are in places where they do have clouds. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. The weather clearing planes. I'll try to think. Let's see if I can find that. Something that rich people have used. Oh, here we go. Weddings can be expensive and fraught with stress as brides and grooms fret over every last detail, from the color of the cake icing to how to handle the weather if it decides to rain all over them and their guests on the lawn. Blah, blah, blah. Oliver's Travels, a luxury holiday rental company, is offering to play Weather God for a price. For now, only available in France. This is from 2015. Oliver Travels Cloud Bursting Service sends out aircraft to trigger rain ahead of your wedding. Hopefully... Oh, that's what it does. They they seed the clouds so that it rains earlier to get a, to get it out of the way. Pump that moisture in. Yeah, costs one hundred and fifty grand. <laughs> Not worth it. No. Not worth it. Just have it's... an indoor wedding. Trust me on this. Okay, for one hundred fifty grand, we can go seed the clouds that morning so that it rains that morning so that it clears out in time for your wedding that afternoon. Maybe no guarantees. <laughs> Like a pretty poor expenditure of 150 grand. Wow. The question is, how effective is that? Seeding a cloud with extra moisture. I'm just picturing, like, we've seeded this cloud at 8 a.m. And at, like, 2 p.m., there's just this massive cloud burst on top (laughs) of your wedding. (laughs) It's like downdrafts. Well, this says the company claims they can 100% guarantee fair weather and clear skies for your wedding day. It requires three weeks of planning involving meteorologists and pilots skilled with using silver iodide to seed the clouds. What does that do to the ground beneath? Is that like safe? No, they've got, they've got disclaimers for major weather phenomenon like hurricanes. There's a hurricane coming. Can you guys uh, take care of that for me? I just drive in and... Uh 
proceed that hurricane with a little extra noise. <laughs> so it peters out. Let's yeah, let's uh let's get that hurricane maxing out when it's in the middle of the ocean so that it dies by the time it gets to land. Yeah, why don't they do that to all the hurricanes? How much is the hurricane back? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Well, sort of weather news. It's fire news. You get a lot of forest fires there by you, huh? Yeah, I've got a couple of pictures from uh, 2020 where the the sky was bright orange. It's a little terrifying. Was I've that... never seen that before, but it was it was real weird. Were you near the Shasta Trinity National Forest fire? I was. Or is that further north of you? In... Yeah, that's where we were camping. Oh, camping. Okay. Yeah, um, we were camping down in a valley, so it it did a good job at clearing like all of the smoke out. You know, it wasn't bad where we were at, and we were far from where the actual fires are because Shasta Trinity National Forest is like massive. Yeah. Are there more fires going on there now? Uh, not anymore because they caught the guy. Eric Michael Smith of Reading pleaded guilty to being a serial arsonist in the Shasta Trinity National Forest. Oh Set at least 11 fires in 2019 and 2020. Oh, wow. I'm glad they caught him because that was that was a horrible year. We also had a, uh, a lightning storm that summer that traveled, you know, up the coast and set a bunch of fires from the lightning, too. So it says they caught him in July of 2020, but we're just now finding out about it. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully he goes away for a long time. Mount Shasta? Yeah. Mount Shasta, funny enough, um, Big... I did some uh, investigation on it. And because all of those mountains up there are volcanic. Yeah. Uh, Mount Shasta has four volcanic cones inside of it. But it's dormant, right? Uh, ish. Dormant-ish? Uh, <laughs> yeah. The last time it uh, it erupted was in like the 1700s. Um, okay. Lassen, Mount Lassen uh, erupted, I think, in the 1800s, which is uh, probably about, I don't know, like two, two and a half hours west of Reading. Um, so, like, they're still viable volcanoes. Cool. That's a, that one's got, um, like, miles and miles of enormous caverns because of the lava tubes. Yep. Yeah. There, that was an ancient aliens all about Mount Shasta because of the really? U- there's a lot of UFO activity. Now that there. makes me want to go back and camp up there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and look, yeah, get your laser pointer and shine it in the sky. <laughs> yeah, I used to camp up there like once a month, uh, and it's beautiful because uh, you go, you know, in the summertime it's you know 110, 116 degrees, uh, and we went and we found. Uh, a couple of different watering holes and it's like 40 degree water because it's all snow runoff from Mount Shasta. But uh, we actually brought home some like volcanic rock uh, from those, uh, from those areas. Pretty cool. Neat. Holy rock. Holy rock. <laughs> Holy rocks. <laughs> so good. Love, love camping up there. It's beautiful. Um, are those and, the ones that look yeah. like the the lava was carbonated when it when yeah. it when it turned solid? <laughs> little little water bubbles uh-huh. that were in, evaporated. Yeah, is that what it is? Water bubbles. Yeah. Cool. Yep. I didn't know that. 
air bubbles, water bubbles, depends on where you find in the rock and where the lava hit, yeah. you know. How hot the it river. was. There's a, there are a lot of waterfalls down there, so a lot of snow runoff. Um, and there is, of course, Lake Shasta, which when we went was, I think they said like 15 feet under its normal level because of the drought. So, yeah. Um, although the cool thing about that is apparently uh, it, it actually ended up expo or exposing some of the um, uh, those little lava tunnels and tubes and stuff uh, in that area. Oh, so. so they got access to new ones that were underwater before? Yeah. I was like, I want to go snorkeling. <laughs> <laughs> Check that out. Um, and then there's Whiskey Town uh, up in that same area. Uh, Whiskey Town Lake actually has like an old city, not city, but you know, like an old town inside of the lake. Um, I don't know the full background behind that, but it's definitely something fun to look up because uh, when the water levels go down enough, it starts to expose some of the old buildings that were there. What was Whiskey Town? Was it? <laughs> was, uh, was it was an old mining town. <laughs> it wasn't. They weren't distilling whiskey there. No. <laughs> Uh, thing they may have. I'm sure it got its name from something. Uh, Whiskey Town Lake is a reservoir in Shasta County, northwestern California. Uh, the lake is in the Whiskey Town unit of the Whiskey Town Shasta Trinity National Recreation Area. Uh, there is a dam. Uh, Whiskey Town Lake was created in 1962 when the Whiskey Town Dam was built flooding the basin where the small mining settlement once was. Huh. In the Whiskey Town Reservoir near Redding, an old gold rush camp lies at the bottom of the lake. The town flooded in 1962 after the construction of the Whiskey Town Dam in 1960, and tourists can go scuba diving in the lake to explore the remains of the town. All right, so for the record, I'm not doing that because I just watched a film, a horror movie. <laughs> about that and it did not turn out well for them so yeah the whole idea of scuba diving down into a lake where there are buildings not gonna happen no. <laughs> uh, apparently they discovered a big steam engine down there too oh cool yeah sunken city good stuff now how far is that from the mojave desert very freaking far very far yeah how far yeah, is that from you, the Mojave uh, Desert? About, how long did it take us to get there? It was about three and a half hours. I had never been to the desert before, but really? I got to experience the desert now. What? Why did you? Why did you go to? Uh, why did you go there? Neotropolis was a uh, a festival in the desert, sponsored by Wasteland Weekend, and we had a blast. Uh, cyberpunk themed. Um, so there were lots and lots and lots of neon lights and UV lights, and <laughs> there were concerts. Uh, I got to fight space cops. Cool. <laughs> we had a we had a big old standoff in the streets with the Sentinels, uh, and I went there with a little bit of character idea because there's some LARP facets to it. Um, you know, it's not necessarily an actual LARP, but people do create characters just like Wasteland Weekend. And uh, they have these space police called the Sentinels that were like 
wandering around, dropping like little packets of stuff behind people and being like, sir, do you drop this? And then uh, telling them that it was illicit galaxium and Ooh. that they were going to have to be taken in. So then everybody started getting arrested by the Sentinels. <laughs> How do we arrange this? Do we have like a, a Wild West standoff with you guys in the streets? And we worked it out and it was great. Uh, took an aerial hoop class while I was there. Um, but yeah, they had all sorts of stuff. They had two different arcades, uh, one with, you know, like vintage games, like 1980. I hate saying that that's vintage, <laughs> <laughs> but they had, uh, you know, a lot of the original video games, uh, in one of them. And then uh, they had like robot wars. Uh, so it was, it was pretty neat event. Had a bunch of really big concerts. And uh, we had a blast. Who was playing the the big concerts? Um, so uh, the one that I saw, I saw two of them. I saw Nuda, uh, which is an electronica. They're all pretty much kind of like electronica. I wonder, um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Megatronics uh, played there. There were a whole bunch of other bands, but we were doing we were doing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, there was it was awesome. They had, you know, costume contest, they had a weapons contest, and some of the weapons that people were coming in with were amazing. Like, you know, they had these 3D printed acrylic glow katanas and stuff like that. Um, a lot of outfitted, you know, nerf guns uh with LEDs and it was amazing. It was really, really good. And we got to make cool costuming and walk around like weirdos. <laughs> How um how big was it the whole thing? How many people were there? Uh, I think I don't I never got the final count um but I think there were close to two thousand people. Oh, wow. Um, it was definitely smaller. This was their first year uh, producing this event, and uh, Wasteland Weekend is like three times the size of this event. But um, yeah, I think there were about two thousand people. Um, so yeah, it was it was still really good though. They had a lot of different bars uh with free alcohol uh, nice. next year my <laughs> friend and i are planning on having a uh theme zone uh, and i'm going to do molecular gastronomy demonstrations so oh, cool. you know cooking and science yeah yeah you know he's going to do drinks for people uh like non-alcoholic drinks uh, so yeah it'll be fun Space drinks because we have to add space in front of everything. That's right. Space drinks space and, spa tops, and space, space food. <laughs> so we did have space food. I had an astronaut ice cream. Oh, yum. I love that stuff. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's chalky. Like, no, I like astronaut is it, ice cream. Is astronaut ice cream all always Neapolitan or can you get different flavors now? No, they have like cookies and cream now. Ooh, yum. Like ice cream, like regular ice cream sandwiches. So. <laughs> <laughs> they had like freeze-dried strawberries you know because you gotta have that stuff freeze-dried so it stays good while you're traveling that's right during your interstellar travel did anybody have any food pills like meal pills <laughs> that tasted no. like an entire meal no but somebody posted um there's a company that does these little like food blocks that are flavored like meals oh cool and they looked disgusting <laughs> like i don't want to knock their company but like eh, 
Um, and somebody did a review of them and said that they were mostly awful taste. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were like cube food. I'll have to send you that that link, see if I can find it. But the fun thing is uh, if you use uh, tonic water, uh, tonic water is UV reactive. So if you want, uh, if you're having a, a space party or a science party and you want a good, uh, a good cocktail, use uh, use tonic water in it and uh, get your get your UV lights out. And then it glows. Uh-huh. Nice. Yep. <laughs> and you can do that with uh, frosting. Um, I used to do, like I used to host a, a science-based Halloween party. And we would have like beakers and stuff lined up in front of a UV light and then just drop in like neon food coloring into it <laughs> with the tonic water and just glow like crazy. It's great. Fun. And then Wasteland Weekend is coming up uh, at the end of September. Uh, so starting to wear costumes for that. And where's that one going to be? Same place. Same place. Mojave Desert. Yep. Is there some kind of infrastructure out there? No. No, no it's just people no. camping. Yeah, fortunately, like we had people who had been there several times uh, for Wasteland Weekend because I can tell you I would not have found it or would not have found it. Uh, in fact, like obviously there's no address out there, so they had to give like <laughs> GPS coordinates in right. order for people to find it. And well, that's fun was, though. <laughs> yeah, well, there's this area where you have to pull off the highway, and it's just a dirt road for like another six miles. <laughs> wow. In the middle of the desert. You're like, hope like, this is the right dirt road going in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and we're like, doesn't seem like it's marked. I saw some sort of little sign that was not easy to see way, way back. And we were driving it. We're driving in the middle of the night for it. So oh, wow. Yeah. People line up to get in very early. Um, they well, start that, letting people in you, at like 10 Find the giant line of cars, then you, <laughs> you know you're there, right? <laughs> Yeah, because what else is that going to be? Smiles down the road, you can't see too many cars. <laughs> not everybody gets there that early, so we're kind of going back and forth. We kept turning around like six times to try to find it. We're like, "Is that it?" I see some random like junk tricycle thrown by the side of the road, and we're like, "Well, let's try this." <laughs> Was that, <laughs> that it? Turned out to be the place. Oh, good. <laughs> Problems with finding places in the desert. <laughs> so do they just bring a bunch of porta potties and water trucks or yep. <laughs> trucks full of food and stuff? Yeah, and yeah. generators, yeah. you know, for electricity and whatnot. Um, there were a couple of food vendors. We mostly brought our own food, um, but there was like a ramen place, there was a barbecue place, uh, and I think that was about it. And there was a base <laughs> convenience store. That well, that's fun. nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it like the convenience store uh, at the airport where everything's three, yeah, three, three times as much? Yeah. I feel like <laughs> everything's just kind of hanging on a board. Oh. <laughs> it was fun, though. Uh, we had a really good time. Um, there was so much stuff to see. Um, there were like all sorts of acrobatics and, you know, people with unique skills like sliding EL wire through their nose (laughs) (laughs) fire juggling and stuff like that so um i'm looking forward now that we've had the uh the first event to seeing what they do next year because i think a lot of ideas 
a lot of new ideas were going to come out of this. Um, some guy had outfitted a golf cart with platforms around the side and had a space Uber. <laughs> it was just driving people around the site and talking to people. And it was just a really good group of people. Um, nobody was like, you know, badly behaved, you know, stoned out of their mind or you know, drunk like crazy. So everybody was, uh, everybody was really good. I felt, I felt safe there the entire time, which was important. Cool. Anytime you have those communities, you know, you want to make sure that you have a good group. Sounds like they do. Yeah. The final frontier. In space, the final frontier, they're really, <laughs> I don't think it is. I think the ocean is. Really? I think yeah. time is. Yeah, time, time is a good one, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of um, having a good group and LARPing in the wilderness, you've got yeah. some pretty big news to announce. So my partner and I have purchased the uh, northern chapter of uh, northern California chapter of Dystopia Rising, and so wow. we LARP directors now. <laughs> Very exciting and a little bit stressful. <laughs> There's been a lot of logistics and uh, just trying to trying to get the business up and running and trying to find a site. Um, we have found an amazing site called Kiwana Valley Lodge in Coulterville, California. And it has a cabin. It has a cave. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be really beautiful. It's close to Yosemite. Um, it's a really just beautiful area. So we're very excited. Um, we are in full uh, production planning uh, with story meetings and creating uh, new and fascinating creatures to terrify our friends and hit each other with fluffy sticks. <laughs> Always fun. Yeah. I have to say that uh, the one thing that I absolutely love about uh, Northern California's chapter is that our previous owner, Kai Norman, uh, created really high expectations for conduct. Um, we have a really solid check-in system uh, where there's a there's a concept in the LARP called bleed, um, where you know you're getting into these emotional situations with other people, and uh, of course you know your real life emotions can happen and start to churn up, um, and so we have a check-in system, um, you know where we just you know thumbs up, are you okay? Um, and the person can let you know how they're doing and if they need to get out of the scene, you know, if it's something that's emotionally intense, obviously, especially with the real world being as intense as it is right now, uh, people can check in and kind of go from there. Um, and first things first, uh, we are a community, um, as they say, in Dystopia Rising, we're a community that games. Uh, not a gaming community. Um, so the players always come first and the staff, um, you know, over and above anything related to the game. And that's the thing that I love. Um, Kai has really built a solid group and uh, the community as a whole have built itself up uh, to be 
very welcoming. Um, there are no isms, uh, no sexism, racism, ableism, ageism, none of that. Uh, and so it's a space where people feel really safe to explore these very intense scenarios. Yeah, because you want people to be in character, but you don't want them to be in, get in character too much. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> when you're and, beating each other with fluffy sticks. Well, you know, I wish that I wish that all larks did this because, like, you know, I grew up playing playing Vampire the Masquerade, and there were some times that there was some toxicity. You know, um, especially being a female in LARP, sometimes it's difficult. Um, you know, you you do get a little bit of the harassment side of things. And uh, so, you know, we we are very conscientious of, you know, people's safety here. Um, we are going to have a, a conflict resolution team, uh, a diverse conflict resolution team comprised of, you know, LGBTQ, trans, um, you know, POC, um, just to make sure that everybody has somebody that they feel comfortable going to if they don't feel comfortable coming to a director. So Cool. Yeah. It's good stuff. And so we're coming up with all sorts of unique props. Um, I just started experimenting with photo bleaching which is really fun for post-apocalyptic genre. Uh, and so you basically uh, mix, you know, water with bleach and then you soak your, uh, uh, your photo briefly and then you dab off the excess and it gives this really nice, like, bleached effect. So you can, you can see the little bits and pieces of the, you know, of the pictures and it looks like it's basically been through <laughs> an atomic bomb. Yep. Uh, you know, and burning like the edges and stuff. So it's the great thing about LARP is it encourages you to kind of explore all of these things that you wouldn't otherwise explore, you know, crafting wise, um, you know, how to distress clothing with using a, you know, a bread knife or, you know, a zester out of your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, let's, let's sit down and watch a movie and tear the hell out of our clothes and bleach them some. <laughs> I imagine a zester would do a pretty good job. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just about yeah, any get, clothing item. <laughs> yeah, when you get the woven fabric, especially because it catches. Uh huh. Snag the hell out of that stuff. <laughs> now, can you reuse the zester for uh, on on your uh, oh, yeah. lemons and, and oranges and whatnot? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Give it a good rinse in the in the dishwasher, and you're good to go. But um, that's what uh, Alton uh, Brown calls a, a multitasker, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I love Alton so much. <laughs> that man is absolutely a freaking sadist. <laughs> we're watching um we're watching a cutthroat kitchen the other night. Well those poor, poor people <laughs> the show. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh my god, you gotta watch Cutthroat Kitchen. That's gonna be our next that's gonna be our next episode. Okay. <laughs> Fun with all things culinary. Yeah. No, I was a big a big fan of uh, Good Eats and then the Iron Chef. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I liked the original Japanese Iron Chef. I like cuisine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show so much. I like, I'm a Food Network nerd. 
I watch like two channels. I watch Food Network and I watch the Weather Channel, <laughs> <laughs> which absolutely renders me a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> a good nerd, though. <laughs> I think we've, we've talked about, um, who we talked about, uh, I'm trying to remember what her name was, but uh, Nerdy Nummies on YouTube, where she does all the nerd-based, uh, all the nerd-based food stuff. So she had like a snack platter that looked like uh, Settlers of Catan and Pokemon cakes and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. 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 Food Network's got some good stuff. Rosanna Pancino. Yes. That was it. Nerdy Nummies. <laughs> I haven't kept up with that. I'm curious uh, what she's added. <laughs> Ooh, she's four foot ten. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's teeny tiny. Nummies. Oh, she has stuff on Amazon now too. See, and it's interesting because she just started out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So and now she's selling stuff on Amazon. Does she have a show now on Food Network? Uh, she doesn't have anything on Food Network oh. that I know of, but she should. She absolutely should. And she's got some really cute stuff that and she makes. Probably makes more money on YouTube. Very likely. <laughs> I'm sure she has like a Patreon. Oh, she's got a cookbook now. The Nerdy Nummies Cookbook. Might need to pick that up. Because, you know, I'm a certified geek. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. um, So back to LARP. I'm the subject of all things nerd. Have you you LARPed before? I have not. You've never LARPed. Okay. Interesting. I don't, um, I don't like people or the outdoors or physical activity. <laughs> so video I think, games. I think that disqualifies me. That is fair. <laughs> well, okay, not all, to be fair, not all LARPs are outdoors, but the ones you, know. you do are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You have a couple of different, um, there are a couple of different outdoor, like full immersion weekend long um, LARPs out there. Twin Mask is one of them. Um, I'm not sure if Twin Mask is only California or if they have them all across the country, um, you know, but you have a lot of stuff like um, SCA, you know, where that's it's more recreation. But um, I just like being able to get out into, you know, nature and be outdoors for a while and kind of be off the grid um, and just interact with with people and when you have a good group of people you know it's a lot more fun um you know especially when they're they're good natured um you know because you you get those larpers sometimes where where they're like oh you did this thing to my character and i'm super angry and we had uh (laughs) (laughs) back in the day in like the 90s when i was at a troop larp uh we had a guy bring a bottle of wine to a player uh, because he said, you know, the thing that you did was was cheese, which is basically like accusing somebody of cheating. And the guy ended up bringing a bottle of wine to game, giving it to the player and be like, here's some wine with your effing cheese. And we're like, okay, dude, you gotta go. <laughs> That's not cool. Um, so the nice thing with Dystopia Rising is when you die, you come back and you also get an awesome personalized grave mine scene. <laughs> uh, so, uh, 
you know, when when you don't have to lose your character and you spend the time to re-roll a character, that's uh, that's far better. Uh, you know, because people put a lot of time and effort and money into these costumes too. So there's a lot of character longevity. Um, you know, some of these characters have been around for like eight plus years. So yeah, when you're going to the trouble of creating a costume, yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't let the characters die. And that's something you typically see in the <laughs> I wonder what the longest DMD campaign ever was. <laughs> right. When it's all on paper, it's not a big deal. Yeah. When you yeah. make it real the way that you guys do, yeah. <laughs> you need some longevity. Yeah, because I don't even in. know what I would do with my costumes now if I lost my characters <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? I guess give them to another player in memoriam <laughs> for like here. Here's a hand-me-down. You make a new character who whose origin story is they happen to stumble across the corpse of your old character and steal their stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna leave this course, but I've taken the clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, um yeah, Dystopia Rising is one of the best communities that I've ever seen in gaming. And I mean I came from, I've, I've been LARPing since 1998. I've um, been to a lot of convention LARPs, like little one shots and stuff like that. And this group is is really outstanding. Um, they've built an amazing community. Um, there's a lot of time spent outside of game, um, you know, with socials and things like that. So I am super proud of of this NorCal community and and the SoCal community. I haven't been to any of the other games, but um, everybody out here is is absolutely phenomenal. And it it, it sounds like uh, it couldn't have ended up in better hands. Ah, thank you. <laughs> How long has this been in the works? Oh my gosh! Because um, you haven't so... mentioned it, <laughs> you weren't like, "Hey, I'm thinking about <laughs> buying the buying the LARP." <laughs> yeah, um, I think. I think I made the announcement back in January um, and uh, before when, when Kai was first in the running to, um, to become director years ago, um, this was in like, I think 2017, 2018, uh, my partner Chano was also in the running for the chapter and I won out, which there were no bad feelings about that whatsoever. Um, so when I found out that Kai was selling, I'm like, hey, are you interested in doing this? Like, this could be a really good opportunity for us to tell, you know, the stories. Because anytime we were camping, um, you know, it was like an eight-hour drive home. So I would be sitting there thinking about all of these module ideas in my head. And I would call Chano up and be like, hey, hey, I've got this really good <laughs> idea. What do you think about this? And he's like, write it down. So now we have this repository of all of these ideas that we came up with while we're driving home from camping trips. <laughs> so like half our work's already done. Sounds like uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. So when it's I found start. out, I, I talked to him and I'm like, you want to do this? Like we can make it happen. Um, he had some like old money from a previous job and a 401k. Um, and I had a little that I had already cashed out to move out here, but apparently I kept racking up more money. So I was like, <laughs> you know, we could do this. And uh, so we did. And here we are. Yay! So our first game uh, is uh, June 17th through the 19th in Culterville, California. Oh, wow. Uh, 
And you can find us at dystopia rising dot uh, dystopia rising nocal n o c a l dot com. Very cool. Congratulations. Thanks. Very excited and okay. nervous. <laughs> Naturally, but uh, looking forward to the report on how the summer goes the next time yeah. you're on. We're going to terrify people. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to enjoy it. Yay. Everyone wins. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified. It was amazing. Five stars. Highly recommend. Well, during the pandemic, was like, I just want to hit my friends with fluffy sticks. Uh-huh. Like, when I go back to hitting my friends, <laughs> giving them the beat down <laughs> and laughing about it afterwards. And now here we are. We came through the pandemic, uh, fortunately. And we're going to get back to the art of hitting each other with sticks again. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for fun? I hit my friends with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be sure to send some pictures along. Cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, I think that about does it for today. We have a question? We have no question. Oh, uh, uh, he dropped off on us. I think he got a new job or something. And... <laughs> He's too busy for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's happened to a couple of guest hosts. It's okay, though. He, he, did, he did check in with me and let me know that he's still alive. That's so that's nice. But no question. I have a question. Okay. Awesome. Shabob, Elisa question. Shabob, shabob, shabob. What? What? <laughs> you don't know that song, do you? I, like 1950s. Like, who put the bop in the bop, shabop, shabop? Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear the first part of it. <laughs> who I don't put know. the ram in the ramalama ding dong? Is that from Greece? Uh, no, but it's, it's very similar to it's, that music. Yeah. Okay. Now I need to watch Greece again. I haven't seen that in forever. I've never seen it. What? Yeah. Are you not a musical guy? No. Uh, so then you haven't seen Hamilton yet. Uh-uh. <laughs> not everybody's shtick, honestly. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'll tolerate it if it's really funny. Yeah. Like South Park. I'm <laughs> what was that? I'm, I'm going to write Twister the musical. I would watch Twister the musical, especially if you wrote it. <laughs> It'll have dancing cows. It'll have a chorus line of flying cows. They'll be all on wires and they'll be flying through the air and it'll be fabulous. Cow, cow, another cow. I think it's the same one, cow. Like that. <laughs> we are strange creatures. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> we got to we got to get going so we can uh, go storm chase this afternoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we go take some selfies with tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> at a safe distance. Of course. It's not do this at home. At a respectful distance, though be respectful of the tornado <laughs> and its uh, deadly powers. All right. Well, now is the point in the show where you ask me where they can find us. Hey, Mike. Yes, Lisa. Where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com and email us, nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. And where can they find you again, real quick? 
and uh, find us at www.dystopiarisingnocal.com. And on Facebook. <laughs> Just search for it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> search for it. You'll find it. Join us next time on Nerd Burger when uh, somebody joins us to talk about stuff. Somebody whose name is Calendar App. Quick, hurry. I don't know. How's that not in there? I think it's Larry. Could be wrong though. Larry, why aren't you in the calendar? Anyway, join us next week for something. Okay, we're done. Like this guy off the street. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Larry. And then I go <laughs> and I look in here and I'm like, there's nobody listed. What what happened? Guy off I, I like I told Larry was like, I could do any weekend in June. And I'm like, okay, you're gonna be the first weekend since you're the first person who responded. But then I didn't put it in my calendar. That's not helpful. Now I'm gonna go watch Twister. Awesome. <laughs> it's so good. So I will talk to you soon. I'll let you know when when you want to record again. We'll do. And we'll do this again. All right. Sounds good. Stay safe down there. Thanks. You too. Good to see you. Bye. Bye.